Are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. And your lesson this week, Implicit Bias. Your teacher is Tim Dean, philosopher and faculty member at the School of Life. Good afternoon. Hi, Richard. We all believe, we all hope to believe, I, I, I think, that we're not sexist or racist or homophobic or ageist or any of these other isms, and yet we know that this exists in the world. Yeah, it's, it's something of a, a dilemma because if we look at how attitudes have changed towards things, say just like, let's take race, uh, they've changed dramatically in the last 150 years. Only 150 years ago, it was a widespread view that particular races of people were biologically superior to other races. Typically, in the Anglo world, the view, it was like accepted by science in the, in the day that white people were, were biologically superior to non-white people. And, and tables were were regularly produced, weren't they, in which you would re- list various racial groups in, in order. Yeah, a- absolutely. And this was supposed to be supported by the science at the time. And, of course, that science hasn't borne out over the 20th century. And racial attitudes have changed a great deal. I mean, even only 50 years ago, people in America supported uh, you know, segregation in schools or they opposed interracial marriage. But from the 70s onwards, after the civil rights movement, um, it was very difficult to, to find people who would express those kinds of views. And it was perceived as though there was a a huge shift in attitudes around race, around gender, around recently sexual orientation. And so if you ask people now, you know, what do you think about people of other ethnicities or people uh, of other religions, you'll find a great deal of acceptance and tolerance. And yet racial and religious and sexual discrimination still exist. So it's a bit of a dilemma, and it it turns out that a lot of research in the last uh, couple of decades particularly has found that a lot of our attitudes towards people who are different from us are unconscious. They're even beneath our own notice. We don't even notice that we hold these positive or negative attitudes, and yet they do affect our behaviour. Okay, one of the interesting things is you can test yourself with these things. They are free on the internet, these implicit bias tests. That's right, and so this phenomenon is called implicit bias, and it, it talks about how these very subtle, unconscious things can emerge, and they're hard to tease out because they're very quick and very rapid, and our conscious mind can kind of jump in and change the way we speak, and yet these implicit things can be beneath the surface. And you can test them using this thing called the Implicit Association Test. And it's run by some researchers out of Harvard University in the US. And if anyone's done the test, it can be quite a confronting experience. Now, I've done this test many times across many different dimensions. And so my results say that I have a slight bias in favour of white people compared to Indigenous Australians. Wow! Or a slight bias in favour of white people compared to African Americans. Now, and you're horrified to feel that in yourself. Well, when I first saw these results, I was very, very horrified as well. And I've repeated these results and they are consistent. And what it says, when you read more deeply into it, and when you even read the advice on the Implicit Association website, it explains what's going on there. Now, I grew up in a fairly culturally homogeneous Uh, suburb in the North Shore of Sydney. Uh, And in my early childhood, I was surrounded by people who were very similar to me. Uh, It's a white middle class of an Anglican kind of background. There wasn't a lot of diversity that I was exposed to. Now, that changed a lot throughout my life. But it's even in the first five or six years that we start to form these associations with people who are like us and like our family. And we associate them with, with safety and security and comfort. And we start to associate people who are different, even superficially different, with a slight more uh, a suspicion and, and wariness. Now, this is very different 
to saying that we are racist. It's very different from saying that I am racist. I hold some views, some very, very clear and strong views of equality of all people. You know, I encourage great diversity and I, I have great friends who are of all different mm-hmm. persuasions, but yet this bias is still there because it gets entrenched in our it's, early it's childhood. It's coded almost into your childhood DNA. How can you tackle it? As an adult. Well, there are a few things that we can do. And I think it's really important to think about this so that we can, uh, we can combat it because it can have very subtle effects. Like there's, there was a study that came out of the US that showed that people uh, who have a pro-white bias, when they were assessing job applications, they were absolutely identical, but they had different names associated with different cultures, like stereotypical white names like Emily and Greg versus stereotypical black names like Letitia or Jamal. Uh, and they favoured the white ones. They offered more interviews to the to white ones, even though these people said that they were not racist at all. And would have probably been horrified once that had been drawn to their attention. Absolutely. And this can even happen in universities, which are very progressive. So what we can do is two things. One is we can reduce the amount of implicit bias that we have in ourselves. And we can do this simply by exposing ourselves to a wide range of people, cultures, beliefs, mingling with different people. In fact, the one thing that absolutely flattens out implicit bias is having a romantic relationship with somebody on within, within one of those groups that we're normally biased against. It's not available to everybody, That's Timothy. not available to everybody. <laughs> uh, and so exposing ourselves to a variety of people and, and cultures is really important, particularly in childhood. This is where these views can become entrenched. But these views can never really be... It's very difficult to eliminate them entirely. So the other thing we can do is simply be mindful of them. We can do the test. We can have a look at the results, read up on it so that we understand what they mean. It doesn't mean that we're racist. And we can see if they align with our explicit beliefs. And if they don't, we can acknowledge how they're affecting us and redirect our behaviour to make sure it is in line with our beliefs. If we are assessing job applications, we can be mindful that we might be implicitly biased and we can take special care to maybe block out the things that might be influencing the bias or even be, if we can't block out the names, for example, just be really careful about how we make those assessments so that they do conform with our explicit beliefs and encourage greater tolerance and diversity in society. Use that conscious mind, that wonderful thing we're all equipped with to, uh, yeah, to use it to achieve what you want to do rather than just leaving it to these coded memories of childhood. That's right. Be mindful, be self-reflective and be honest with yourself about how you behave. Thanks, Tim. There's another Self-Improvement Wednesday. Teacher has been Tim Dean, philosopher and faculty member at the School of Life. You can listen again to Tim Dean's lesson online at abc.net.au slash sydney. There you'll also find details of how to subscribe to the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast. Next week, the wonder that is whale vomit with Dr. Vanessa Perotta, marine scientist at Macquarie University. That's Self-Improvement Wednesday next week.